This episode is sponsored by Binto, personalized for your body and no one else's. Binto is the women's health company on a mission to help women everywhere get access to safe and effective over-the-counter supplements, alongside access to licensed healthcare professionals, all for an attainable price point. Binto's subscription of personalized supplements made just for you delivers right to your door each month, so you never have to think about reordering your supplements or running out to the store. Your supplements come pre-dosed in individual daily packets with your name on them, so it's easy to stick to your supplement routine and enjoy taking them every day. Here's how it works. Go to mybinto.com, take the health survey, and get matched to your personalized supplement routine. The short survey will ask you general questions and questions about your reproductive health. You'll get matched to a suite of supplements just for your needs, and you'll get matched to real women's health providers like a nurse or physician assistant who will help you every step of the way. Binto was founded by women's health nurse Susie Devine, a fertility nurse who realized women were doing a lot of the guesswork themselves and waiting way too long to get answers and reliefs for their daily symptoms. Binto's providers offer online chat support and telehealth appointments to make sure you feel supported, informed, and empowered when it comes to your health. All of Binto's supplements are organic, non-GMO, vegan-friendly, gluten-free, preservative-free, and made in the U.S. under good manufacturing practices guidelines. If you'd like to get your Binto supplement routine, get started today at mybento.com and up your glow with Binto. Welcome to Too Smart for This, a podcast dedicated to knowing better and doing better for ourselves and others, hosted by me, Alexis Barber. In this show, we invite real people and experts to share their stories about how they navigate an ever-demanding society and talk about the personal decisions we make from career to health and wellness. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and happy Tuesday. Welcome back to another episode of Too Smart for This. Today's episode is with a friend of mine, Astasia Williams, who is an incredible social media strategist who made her career from tweeting. So she is a Black woman who started her career by studying journalism. We met while she was a grad student at Medill, and I was an undergrad. And ever since she graduated, she has had incredible roles as the social media manager for everyone from the Carolina Panthers to the DC United and most recently the Washington Redskins and she just most recently left and she's telling us all about her most new her newest opportunity which is so so incredible and is helping to further women in sports. She is an incredible incredible resource for anyone who is looking to work in social media um, or in the sports industry and she talks a lot here today with me about what it's like to sort of go through that growth on your own and and really know who you are, and also how she grew on Twitter um, to almost 20,000 followers. And if you are on Twitter, you know how difficult it is to grow on there. So she is incredible, and I am absolutely so excited to share this episode with you. So please follow her on Twitter at Astasia Will. The link will be in the show notes. And let's get into this episode. Fabulous. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to chat with you today. How are you? I'm good, girl. Um, making it, living, trying to thrive at the same time. So it's good to speak with you again. It's been a long time. It really has. Yes. And I know you started a new job recently. So thank you for, for taking the time to chat with me and a transition period for you. 
Oh, it's all good. I would love to do this for you because you're doing great things. Um, so yeah, so it's all good. Thank you. I'm excited. So for people who may not know you, could you introduce yourself and tell people a little bit more about you? Yeah. So I am Astasia Williams. I'm currently on the social team with this new amazing media company called Together, um, where we're just here to uplift, create um, stories about women within lifestyle, culture, all that jazz. It's perfect. (laughs) Um, But before that, I spent some time with the Washington football team as the senior social media manager, then For that, I did DC United as their um, social media manager. And then before that, I was at the Carolina Panthers as a social media coordinator. So this is my first time jumping out of the team world and just getting, um, you know, really to the roots of content creating and um, more so for an overall brand space and not just a team. So it's something new. It's something exciting. And obviously... The brand is trying to change the game and how we view women and sports and all that. So I'm happy to be along. Wow. I mean, you've really gone through so much here and also developed like such an expertise, obviously, in social media and content and brand. So how do you think that sort of started for you and where did you become interested in it? Um, I really... Honestly, it started out with me just kind of just like tweeting on my own page and going um and going from there. It's like I was doing personal social media for my friend Maria Taylor uh, when she was like first started off with college football. So it's like just kind of practicing doing social media for like a quote unquote celebrity because um, she is a brand within herself. So doing it personal and like for people, but never really did social for a brand that's like a billion dollar business and uh, have like 3 million followers and all that stuff. Um, so I, I basically got the job just off of my personal Twitter and my colleague, Adina Andrews knew my boss, Amy, at the Panthers at the time, and she connected us, and then that started my social media journey. <laughs> wow. But this was never the end goal. Never. Wow. That's so, fu- that's so cool, though. It's like, I love your Twitter bio. It's like, um, you made a career from tweeting, right? Yeah. And you did, and that's so inspiring. Like, um, do you feel like Twitter was something, like, that you were just naturally drawn to and if so like have have you focused on other platforms at all or is it or sort of like why are you why do you stick to that um i kind of use twitter as more as like the um more front-facing platform as far as like um facebook and instagram i kind of use it like more privately i don't really like put myself out there on those platforms um so i will say Twitter is probably the one where I quote unquote brand myself the most. Uh, But I mean, I just use it as to have conversation with everyone, right? And talking about everything. And like I say, look, Twitter is, we're here for jokes. We're here to laugh. We're here to have Mm -hmm. conversation. So like all the arguing and the debating and stuff, I'm like, no, like where where is the funny? So I kind of use Twitter for that. And then the other platforms I use more personally, so for sure. And I loved I love that too. Like there's so many conversations, so much discourse happening on Twitter 
but like I your tweets are always they always hit which is good and I'm glad that you've chosen to sort of stay out of the 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 negativity of that so for you um I don't want to say like why do you not argue with people on Twitter because like that's just something most people should should try not to do but is there an element of like protecting your peace in that that you had to develop over the years yeah because you can come to like such a dark place on that app and it's just like oh I don't want to go into it because like I see um so many people kind of just like go crazy trying to like defend themselves or like defend their point of views and their opinions I'm like guys it's like a never-ending thing like you're not going to change someone's mind on Twitter so it's just like just continuing to argue it's like no no way um so it's like protect your peace at all costs and then I'm I'm really good at filtering what I want to see on my timeline so um yeah I'm very like selective on like who I'll follow and like if you're bringing like too much negativity to my timeline I'm either going to mute you or I'm going to unfollow you so I'm very wonderful yeah like you have to curate your timelines for you exactly how did you learn to do that because I think a lot of us um who may be even younger than you a lot of my audience is a little bit younger as well we feel like we have to like take in all this information and that everything you read on Twitter, sometimes like you feel like you have to internalize all of it. Where, where did you sort of develop this like sense of self and like knowing not to, that you don't have to do that, you know? Yeah. Girl, that comes with growth. Um, Like I'm recently learning that, look, not everything has to be addressed. Like you don't have to have an opinion on everything. You don't have to comment on everything. And that's where the peace comes from is just knowing that, Hey, like, I don't have to include myself in this in this conversation. <laughs> I just don't. Um, so that's just pretty much where I'm at. Like I, that's that's what I'm on right now. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's so necessary. So I'm. It's a great reminder to have from you, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So like, um, I can mute people, and I will mute people. Um, so in terms of like a little bit more about. You personally, I know you, obviously we met while you were at Medill. So could you tell me a little bit about like how you grew up, where you grew up and like um, what led you to like grad school in the first place? Um, I am originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, super football world, um, country, all that jazz. And then I went to Dilly University in New Orleans, literally down the highway um I went there for multimedia journalism and then I was like okay I kind of want to grow my network a little bit more um within the sports industry like I was I was already good at building connections but I knew I needed that major oomph a little bit um Mm -hmm. and so that's I honestly just applied to Medill and I said you know this is like the best journalism school I don't know if I get in but we'll see I got in and I was like, oh, well, guys, I'm off to Chicago. Um, It was a great decision because I feel like I'm more advanced in my career for my age than I would have been if I did not go to um, Medill. And obviously, like, you know, like Mm -hmm. the Medill Mafia is strong. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) so um it's it helps right so it's like and we're everywhere um so it's like 
I'm really thankful for that. Um, and it has definitely helped boost my career and obviously put me in different tables and conversations um, that I'm really thankful for. So, Wow. I mean, that's a beautiful like decision-making process that you had going into that. Were you scared at all like when making these decisions and like where for you um did you get sort of like your confidence to to keep going if so um not really and I've kind of feel bad because like and I don't want anyone to say I don't want anyone to think like oh I shouldn't be scared um because I've never really been scared to make a jump or leave or start something new like I'm all for that. It's like, all right, cool. I'm bored with this. What's next? <laughs> like, you know, yes. so it's like, I'm always looking for like the next thing. So me being scared has never really been a thing. Have I been kind of like anxious of how things will end up? Sure. But it's like, all right, I'm going to do it anyway. And I have to figure it out. Um, yes. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of how I live, but I understand that like, I am a woman of faith and I'm pretty strong in that. So I think that has helped me a lot. So, Mm -hmm. And that's so helpful. I think some people have in my own career and in my own life, they're like, well, why are you, you know, like so anxious to get to the, to the next thing. And for me, it's like, there's like a level of professionalism you have to balance with this too. But when I know I'm, I'm, my cup has been filled up enough by whatever I'm doing making the next jump is important to me so how do you like determine obviously you've had a few different roles in your career how do you determine like when to make that jump like how you just said like it you know when it's your time and you can't grow anymore and you need something new um it's like I'm trying to find the words to explain it. It's it's just kind of, uh, it's just kind of one of those things where it's not boredom. It's just like, okay, I've hit a wall. I can't do anything else here. What's the next challenge? You know, like you always mm-hmm. want to be in learning mode um, and growing and not be stagnant. Like that is my worst fear is just to be stagnant. I will do yes. everything I can to not have that happen. (laughs) So I think that is kind of like the motivation for me. Yes. And I mean, that's, that's like my least favorite thing is if I don't feel inspired, like at all of my life, like it's so uncomfortable, you know? Um, yes, it's crazy. So when do you, did you always sort of know that you felt like in control of your own life or did you have like a turning point where you recognized that and started like taking action? Um, I think it was more so me wanting to make sure that I have control of it. Like I see, um, and I think, you know what, and that's probably like a fear of mine is not having control of like my own destiny and my own life and having my career in someone else's hand is probably what scares me the most. Um, Mm -hmm. it's like, I do everything I can to make sure I control that. Um, and I think for me, it's like, okay, I'm looking at, you know, my colleagues around me and I see things happen on that. And I just kind of use that to guide me because I am so young and a lot of my colleagues are older. They kind of advise me and I'm like, okay, so I'm able to spot things early on than what people my age may see. 
So it's like, okay, this is happening. Let me do this over here, you know? Right. See, that's important. That's important right there. Do you have any other advice like that for women or black women, especially who are in like, uh, I I don't know, do you call these jobs like corporate jobs? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, In like the corporate jobs. (laughs) Right. Like I figured as much, but some people like to be like, oh, I'm not in it. Like people who are in tech, they're like, this is a tech job. I'm like, girl, it's a tech. This this is a corporate job. Um, So do you, do you have other like pieces of advice that you wish you knew before you jumped into that? Um, I think I wish I knew how to like negotiate a salary before when I like came in. Mm-hmm. Um, although I was young, but now that I'm looking at it, I was like, yo, I should have not been getting paid that <laughs> at this <laughs> job. It's like now that I'm older, I'm like, okay, like I'm learning how to negotiate um, you know, my salary and even when it's time to get a raise, I know how to um what's the word for advocate for myself you know, for my worth and what I've done, um, within my work. So I would say really learn how to advocate for yourself, um, and negotiate. Absolutely. I mean, that is something that so many of us, especially women do struggle with is like, did you gotta, you gotta know your worth. And, um, a lot of that comes from doing the research and doing the work to figure it out. Cause you're, you're not always given it. These companies, they will lowball you if they can Exactly. Exactly. It's crazy, man. Um, so for you, a question I like to ask a lot of people is we've obviously surpassed a year in a pandemic. What is the most life-changing thing that you've learned in the past year? Um, mm, let's see. Uh, dang, girl, I'm trying to. It's a lot. I know. I know. Um, Honestly, and this may sound weird, I, I don't think I learned anything major. Uh, and for me, that's good because I I needed to sit down <laughs> during this pandemic. And I think it, and I think that's probably what I learned was that I needed a break. I needed to sit down. I needed to do more um, dedicating time and love to myself um in all aspects of life so and i think that's what this pandemic showed me as far as far as learning new things no um did i read more a little bit but (laughs) but you didn't have to you didn't have to be like massively successful or do anything crazy in the pandemic like the best part of that is that you got to you know chill out for a second Yes. And like, that's what I really use this pandemic for, but now I'm like ready to go outside. Um, mm. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We, we ready to, out, we ready to get out here, you know? Exactly. But definitely learned how to just kind of chill out. Exactly. Exactly. It's important to know that. And it's important to know when to like stop um, and when to sort of like reflect of yourself. So um, something that like a big part of like your brand and of everyone, either, or not everyone, I, I can't say that, of a lot of black women's brand is uplifting and supporting other black women. So I'm wondering yeah. how you decide to do that um, and how you like go about doing that in, in your job and in your work and how other people might think about doing that in, in their work and in their side hustles as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
that's the easy part because like I love just seeing like other black women shine and because I know like we have everything against us like we are a double minority we have to fight everything in the world and people think like black girl magic means like we're like superheroes and it's like fam no we're tired we are not strong all the mm. time so it's like that uplift coming from someone that understands like yo I'm exhausted but guess what girl you're killing it I hope you're resting it's like that that means something different when um than it coming from somebody else so it's like yo like I always kind of want to uplift um the black woman next to me because she may not have had that during the day and her day can be going terribly wrong and then like that one moment of uplifting has changed her day around so um because I've been there and I know like for me, that's important. So, absolutely. I mean, it's it's so what something you said really resonated with, which is like we're not strong all the time. Like we're not all the super women. Have you where have you struggled with that? Like most in your in your own experience. Um, I've learned that I don't need to be everything to everyone. Um. I don't need everyone to like me or give me approval. Um, and so because of that, it's caused me to just learn how to be comfortable with who I am and whoever accepts that, accepts that. Um, and that's that's part of growth as well. And growth, but it's just like, mm, it doesn't feel right. So I'm not going to do this right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I think, you know, faith and just, you know, the intuition, the intuition is really helpful. Absolutely. I think um, something I, I like to remember is like, there's no such thing as a coincidence and like mm-hmm. everything is happening for a reason and like trust your gut and listen to what's happening around you. And it always, it always shows up. Like I've been having a tough week at work this week and I don't feel upset about it because I know it's all happening for a reason and I'm just very happy I got to that place outside out of like internalizing everything into now knowing that it's all meant to be yep see look at you it you know we growing it does it feels real good it feels really good so um just out of here curiosity I'm wondering could you walk me through like what a typical day in your life looks like Oh, and I right love the now. details. I love the details. So let I me know. know. Uh, right now, I'm like 5 a.m. It's gym because I'm I'm gonna like wake Girl. up. At I, I love that. I, I'm like a 4:30 wake up person. So like you know, get up, meditate, um, pray, journal. Five five thirty ish hit the gym. That's done for the day come back around maybe seven ish, have breakfast and, you know, get a little more time before work starts. And then once probably like nine ish comes around, um, the day is starting, you know, all the platforms, uh, are awake. So work is starting (laughs) and then we just go from there. Um, as far as work, there's not really a schedule because we're still so fairly new. So it's just kind of like just going with the flow and just, you know, and seeing what happens throughout the day. Right. I mean, anything could happen in a given day. Yeah, exactly. 
Yes. Have you always been like an early riser? Yeah, um, because I played volleyball in college um, and my dad would train me. We would work out in the morning. So the body alarm clock has always just been with me. And I realized I feel better working out in the morning. Um, and if I don't, I feel super sluggish. So it's like, let me go get those endorphins out so I can have a great day. <laughs> Absolutely. Are you? Um, so what kind of workouts do you do? Is it like strength training? Yes, um, strength training and just a little um, high intensity training with just a tiny bit of cardio, girl. I hate cardio. I hate running. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's like, fam, give me some weights to throw around. All right. Day. Running, I cannot. Nope. <laughs> absolutely not. I absolutely cannot be doing that running, but I love weights and it's underrated because so many women think they just got to run on the treadmill for an hour. And I'm like, girl, get you, get you some 50 pounds and you'll exactly. be good. Please. It's, exactly. It feels so good. And it's so nice to see like progress with your muscles, you know? Exactly. And like just the way your body forms after you've been lifting for a while is woo, top tier. Sure is, sure is. So um, what are you most excited for for when you're vaccinated and we are returning to the real world? Girl, I am outside. <laughs> I am outside. I'm on a plane. I'm um like trying to go on vacations, girl. I am out of here. I don't know where, but we out. We I, I, no same. I'm thinking about that too. I was like talking to my boyfriend, and he's getting vaccinated tomorrow, and I'm already vaccinated because I'm immunocompromised. And I was like, "Well, where are we gonna go?" He's like, "We gotta plan this better, man. Like, we gotta get like a plan in place because this is really happening." Yes, yes, girl. We are outside. We are vaccinated. We at somebody beach. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's so good. It's so good. I'm excited. So a question I have for you um, mm -hmm. about content creation, not that I, I don't know, it's like such a weird word to put on things. But Twitter feels like it's a really hard place to grow. There's like a um, that running like joke tweet that was like you on Twitter for five years and you got 200 followers and like that's it and that's where I'm at and so I'm wondering for you did you have a strategy or did it just sort of come naturally to you oh no um and honestly no I think I just grew Twitter and I just kept going uh I don't know how I got to the fault follower amount that I have now uh it just kind of happened um but I mean I guess I can say it's because I'm pretty like engaging and like I said you know I like talking to people so once people see that you're not kind of like stuck up on Twitter I guess and just mm -hmm. want to have conversation then uh that helps and you're so positive with like the people you talk to too. And that's just like a breath of fresh air in itself. So even though if it's not a strategy that you use, it's still the reality and it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's from what I said earlier. It's like, dude, people, you don't know who's having a bad day off the social media sites. And it's like, just be nice. Um, like exactly. nobody wants to be just mean all day and the universe responds to that. So absolutely yeah the i've gotten on instagram and and tiktok which is where like my main following resides so much hate yeah. and it's like there's just no reason for it you know 
exactly like let's just be nice guys let's just be nice to people that's lovely okay so um to wrap this up because i like to keep the i'm trying to keep these under 30 minutes now because people have the attention span of goldfish um these days. <laughs> I love to ask the following few questions. So the first is, what is one resource that has helped you learn exponentially in either your career or in your personal growth? Mine will have to be meditating. Um, I think practicing, which meditating is not easy at all. Um, like you said, because like the short attention span to like forcing your brain and your body to literally sit still for five to 20 minutes is not easy. So, you know, I'm pretty much like a year in of meditating and um, it's, I'm still only at 15 minutes. <laughs> of being well, that is to- a huge accomplishment. I can pro- get, barely get to five. It, you know, and it's a struggle. Uh, so uh, I wish I can do more, but definitely meditating has been helpful helpful for me um, just to kind of just shut my brain down a little bit and, you know, just try to be present um, with myself and my body, you know, before the day starts. That's wonderful. I'm I'm definitely, you, you got me wanting to try again, but it's so important, especially for keeping this these mindsets like right before you get started exactly with your day. yeah all right so i love to end the episode with a bit of a rapid fire question where it's sort of like this or that and you tell me which one you prefer how does that sound let's do it amazing okay so the first one is appetizers or dessert appetizers same okay right okay yeah, instagram Oh, go ahead. No, I'm not really a dessert person anyway, so. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. I like more food. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. Favorite TV show of all time? Bob's Burgers. Oh, I love that. Um, (laughs) Do you have a favorite podcast? The Joe Budden podcast. I know, I'm toxic. (laughs) Yeah. I'm dying. I'm dying. Do you have a favorite Twitter follow? Ryan I know Clark. this is crazy. Oh, I love that you have a response. I'm going to follow now. Um, <laughs> okay. Most important self-care practice? Working out, moving your body for 30 to 45 minutes a day. Love it. Okay, so the last question is finish this sentence with something that you want young people to know. You're too smart for to take the bullshit from anyone. Yes, we love to see it. Thank you so, so much for coming on, sharing your knowledge. You have such an impressive career, and I'm so excited to see where you go. Um, And you have an impressive career too, ma'am. So I hope <laughs> yeah. that people know that you are a whiz yourself, and I'm super proud of you to see you grow because I remember you as such a young girl. And I was so, so little. Yes. <laughs> oh, but you had greatness like so early. So I'm so happy for you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was. It's so funny to see us. This is crazy, man. This is like six years later, and I'm so glad we kept this connection. Yes, girl. Were you a freshman? I was a met? freshman, and now I'm in my like first year post grad. 
Oh my gosh, I'm so old. No, you're not. I hate it here. No, you're a star. And like every time I see you come up on my timeline, I'm like, this is greatness right here. Oh, you know, I try to be like you, girl. I try to be like you. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to the Too Smart for This podcast. Be sure to leave a review if you liked it. It takes two seconds. And follow the show on Instagram at Too Smart for This Pod. Check back every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes. And make sure to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Alexis Barber for more content about lifestyle, health, and career. And don't forget, you're too smart to not love yourself.